Hello, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Elevate with Erica podcast. I'm your host, Erica. My mission is to connect with you through our stories and in that process, spread inspiration for you to go do amazing things with your life. I had crushed that this is the way to the perfect job, marriage, kids checklist and was left unhappy, stressed, living paycheck to paycheck and unfulfilled. I knew there had to be more to life than wishing away the week until Friday. I found proof that there was more to life than the one I was living. And that's what I'm here to do for you and with you. Are you ready to create a life that gets you excited? Then elevate with Erica, grab a bottle and get comfy friends. It's time for some unfiltered advice. there friends February already we've got Valentine's Day coming up I'm always curious of people's opinions on Valentine's Day and I wish this was a conversational episode (laughs) I'm not mad at Valentine's Day y'all even if you're single take it as an excuse to treat you not that you ever needed an excuse to do that but I mean my husband used it as an excuse to go out for an expensive meal we always pick a special restaurant we normally for price reasons would not choose. We don't do gifts because I'm the experiences over material things type person. I'd rather just go out and have a great time, make memories and eat some good food. But like I said, if you're single, treat yourself, take yourself out. I love to go to the movies by myself, catch a good happy hour somewhere. I've even been known to go to a local Italian restaurant we have here and order a whole pizza just for me at the bar. The looks on the faces of people is pretty fun too when I do that. I'm like, can I help you? (laughs) Or order some takeout, cook yourself up a good steak or whatever your favorite meal is. Turn up the music and cook for one. Dance in your kitchen. Pick out a good movie in advance, by the way, because we all know it can take an hour to scroll Netflix for something to watch. So plan ahead. Treat yourself. If you have your kids, include them in. Plan a movie night, the candy, the popcorn, the whole works. Set yourself up for an amazing Valentine's Day. It's a day about love. Love. And maybe that commercially is a day to appreciate your spouse, but why can't that also be a day to love extra on any relationship in your life, whether it's the one with yourself or the one with your kids or your mom or a friend? If you have a shitty perspective on Valentine's Day, that's your fault. You want to live in that space, that's your choice. You want to focus on the bad and the sad and the overpriced teddy bears, then you do that. But just be aware that you're choosing to see it in that light. I literally looked up what is Valentine's Day for this episode, and I won't bore you with much of the history. But the bottom line is, it's a day to celebrate romantic love, friendship, and admiration. Send messages of love and affection to your partner or your family or your friends, because that will make you feel good too. Make the day work for you. You have to make a conscious effort to add in positivity to your life because we all know there's plenty of negativity thrown at us from every direction, but you don't have to catch it. You don't have to catch it. This is no different than how we should approach every day, right? I mean, it's normal that all 365 days in a year won't go as planned. You won't feel amazing. You won't be able to inject enough positivity into the day to override the negative, the sadness, the darkness of the situation that you're going through, but it's temporary and the lows make us appreciate the highs. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. You've heard that before. I know 
But do you really say that to yourself when you're going through something challenging, when something happens in your day out of your control? Do you feel the feels and then let them run you down? Let them own the rest of the day? Or do you soon realize that you actually have a choice? Because it takes that sort of conscious effort to see the positive, to inject positive into your life. I do think I've always been kind of good at this naturally, but I 100% believe it can be learned because I was good at doing this when I was younger, but then went through a phase and a job that I didn't like where I just let my bad days make me feel like I had a bad life. And then I had to relearn this. Recreated this habit of coaching myself in negative moments of speaking thoughts when I didn't like the ones I was feeling. You guys, you know, I believe that you can change who you are at any given moment. So let's change the way we think first. I remember a time and I can't remember if I've shared this story on here before, but it's short. So just bear with me. I was on the bus on the way to school. So yes, this was over 20 years ago, but we never forget the moments we were picked on as a kid, do we? I was on the bus sitting alone as usual, tucked as far into that window seat as I could get. Hopefully invisible. School wasn't one of the best experiences for me. I actually enjoy school itself, like the act of learning things, but the social aspects, eh, I could have done without it. But hey, I guess it made me who I am today, right? And who I am today is so glad that I didn't peak in high school. I'm just saying. But anyway, I was tucked into that window seat, dreading the day, dreading the navigating through awkward social situations that I would have to do all day. And I would talk to myself. This became a coping or survival mechanism for me at a young age. I could talk myself through a less than desirable situation and make it not so bad. I could find the positive in the situation, or I could create a positive thing to look forward to instead. So I was talking to myself, but unfortunately this time I must have been really into it because my mouth was actually moving. No sound was coming out, but I was so into my thoughts staring out that bus window that I was mouthing them too. And wouldn't you know it? Those bitches saw me, and yes, I did just call them that, and immediately announced to everyone that I was talking to myself, and they started picking on me and laughing at me. I said nothing. I did nothing. I just let them go until they had nothing else left to say, and then I scooted even closer into that window. So yes, I'll never forget that moment because I was being picked on. But it's also proof that I learned at a very young age that I can speak positivity into my life. And that's probably why you see me showing up in my stories today as this person who always appears positive and full of confidence and energy. Because even when I don't 100% feel those things, I know I can speak them into existence. I know I have that power. And guess what? The great news here is that we all do. In my old corporate job, there would be days when I knew waking up that morning that they were going to be freaking stressful AF. I can feel the emotions right now all over again. That's the 10% right there. That's the 10% life is what happens to you that I was talking about earlier. But the 90%, my reaction is when I would say, okay, there's some shit I don't want to do today. But what can I do to make this not quite suck so bad? Because the bottom line is, I did not want to go sit in that meeting. I did not want to walk those halls. I did not want to play the role my position required. But I couldn't change the things I had to do in that moment. 
Yes, I started building my business on the side for those reasons, but I couldn't change what I had to do in that moment, right? We all have responsibilities. We got to pay the bills, yada, yada. But how can I add in joy? Those were the days when I had to get so freaking intentional, purposely adding in joy and things that empower me. I would rely heavily on my workouts and a good music playlist to start my day, not starting my day with the needs and wants of my children or husband. Then I would pick out a podcast that would pick up my spirits, make me believe I was capable of whatever could come my way that day, filling me with the knowing that I was a powerful fucking human being. And I would plan to stop for my favorite coffee that morning or plan on a good lunch spot to look forward to. I would get to work and turn on my music immediately because music is a mood. I would plan a great night at home with my family, whether it be a good meal or a game night or a movie night or going out for ice cream. I would give myself something to look forward to. That's the 90%. That's how I react to life when things feel kind of crappy. Feel the feels, but then, okay, like, what are you going to do about it? Where can you tweak things? Because that's on you. Get out of that reactive state and get proactive. I just mentioned that I didn't want to start the day meeting the the demands, wants, needs of my children and my husband. And also, side note, let's not feel ashamed to say that, ladies. When our spouses want time away, they go get it, right? They go to their garage, to their gym, to cut grass, to Home Depot, out with their friends. They sleep in. We get quietly out of bed so as not to wake them. They make sure they get their time, right? We need to freaking do that too. We don't have to be martyrs because we're moms and wives. Let's just say that first. So yeah, I don't want to start my day like that. And most people do approach their day from a reactive state all day, don't they? Man or woman, all day you're just waiting for shit to happen. And whatever happens controls your whole day. When something bad happens, you use it as proof that your entire life sucks, your marriage sucks, you're a terrible mom, the world is an ugly place, all people are rude and selfish. You're just walking around waiting for things to happen all day to determine your mood. I did that for a good chunk of my life, especially like my first eight years as a mom. My kids were in charge of my wake up time. And then from there, I was like on the defense all day and I was just exhausted. Do you ever feel that way? Like you're on defense all day. We can change that. You can change that when you get proactive. So what do I mean by that? Change the way you start your day. If that means go to bed earlier, then go to bed earlier. That Netflix show ain't even worth it. I mean it, like put a plan in motion that gives you a routine in the morning that brings you joy. I'm not saying you have to work out. Put a plan in motion that brings you joy. It doesn't have to look like mine or anyone else's. Try things on for size and find something that works for you. It can be 10 minutes, but it's a gift to you that gives you that feeling of being in control. You have taken the wheel on your day already. So when things come up as you go about your day, You are coming from a place of, okay, I got this. Instead of, holy shit, what was that? Where am I? It's going to be a long day. We've all thought that before, right? You spill your coffee on your outfit on your way to work and immediately you say, ugh, it's going to be a bad day. You're half joking, but you know that thought sticks with you the remainder of the day. Your thoughts control your actions. You're waiting on the next thing to happen. I used to watch the news every morning for like at least 18 years. Yes, even as a teenager, I did it, mostly just waiting for the weather forecast back then because I was and still am very fascinated with the weather and meteorology. 
Anyway, as I got into my early 30s, the news became stressed for me. It doesn't mean I decided to become oblivious to what's going on in the world. It means I don't need someone else telling me how to think and feel about what is going on in the world. And I hope that makes sense to you. It was also starting to get my husband worked up. And then not only was the news bringing me down, but now I was having to listen to him rant every morning before we even stepped out the door. And you know what? I just couldn't do that anymore. So one day I just stopped watching the news. This is when I started playing music every morning, by the way, and listening to inspirational podcasts. I check the weather on my phone now. (laughs) I still know the important things going on in the world from social media, but whether or not I choose to click an article after reading the headline, that's my choice. I became aware that, that that habit of watching the news every morning was no longer serving me. It was putting me in a negative space, giving me a negative view of the world before I even walked out the door each day. What a shitty way to start the day. And you know what? The world is mostly good, but they aren't putting that on the news, are they? Think with me for a second. Do you have things in your life that you often think about or do that evoke negative emotions in you? This is why it's so important to get self-aware because then you realize the source. And when you realize the source, you can do something about it. You can get intentional. I started this episode talking about Valentine's Day because you can say those two words to someone and immediately get a response usually. It brings about emotions in people. Everyone has an opinion. But if you're aware that Valentine's Day brings about negativity in you or that Mondays bring about negativity or a person's name or an event or a task at work or being around a family member or watching the news or doing a workout or whatever it is, if you're aware that it automatically strikes something not so good in you, then you can do something about it. Then you can get freaking intentional and start injecting positivity into that. You can think other things about whatever it is, but it takes work. Maybe it takes post-its all around you to read in those moments to inject other thoughts into your mind surrounding whatever it is, or listening to a positive podcast every single morning while you get ready for the day. It takes work to work on your mind, just like it takes work to grow the booty, but you got to put in the work, but it's beautiful when you take control of your thoughts. It's beautiful because it then means you have control over your actions, which allows you to create the life you desire. Negative people haven't learned how to do that yet, and maybe some just don't want to. But it's a choice to be negative. It's also a choice to be positive. It doesn't mean you don't see the negative. It means you've learned how to create joy, find joy, choose joy. Control your thoughts, and therefore, control your actions. Negativity is a slippery slope, isn't it? I can sit here and say, oh, I'm still not making the income I need to live the life that I want. I'm putting in all this work and my bank account doesn't match. I'm not going to be able to pay the bills. I'm going to have to ask for help. Then everyone's going to think I failed. They were right. My dreams are stupid. I'm not good enough to do this. I'm not smart enough. I should just get a regular job. What the hell am I doing? That got dark real quick, didn't it? A regular job feels that dark for me personally. I know deep down I'm not fulfilling what I was put here to do if I go do that. But one negative thought, one thought of I'm not making enough money had me to quitting on my dreams in a matter of five seconds. Have you ever done that to yourself? Looking in the mirror or thinking, 
one bad moment with your kids or your husband, and all of a sudden you think you're fat, a bad mom, and your marriage is doomed. Your circumstances can trigger you, right? What are you letting them trigger? Have you heard of the thought work model from Brooke Costello? Your circumstances are the trigger. They trigger your thoughts, which produce your feelings, which generate your actions, which cause your results. I'll say that one more time. Your circumstances are the trigger. They trigger your thoughts, which produce your feelings, which generate your actions, which cause your results. So while we can't always change the circumstances, although get real with yourself, if you can find another job, learn a new trade, leave the shitty marriage, then do that. But sometimes we can't, right? So if you can't control your situation, your circumstances, then the next thing is to control your thoughts that the circumstances trigger. That thought work model is a perfect depiction of how our thoughts control our actions and therefore give us the results of what our life looks like today. You got to own that. Someone can come from the same circumstance that you've been using as your excuse and do something totally different with it because they reframed their thoughts triggered by the circumstance, which changed their feelings, which changed the actions they took, which gave them a different result than you from the same circumstance. Thoughts are so damn powerful. And that is why it's worth the work it takes to change them. That is why personal development is for everybody. Nobody is above it. I thought I was for a long time too. I get it. I don't think you're that person because you're here listening to this podcast, but I was that person for a while. It's one of the requirements of being successful with Beachbody, actually, personal development. They literally put it on their daily activity tracker that we all follow. And I tried to avoid it when I first started building this business. And it turns out you got to put in some serious mental work to be a successful, happy entrepreneur. But don't go down that slippery spiral of negativity, or at least just be aware that you can get yourself out of it. You have to inject positivity into your life. You have to have sources of positivity and joy in your life at the forefront of your mind. And that takes speaking of those things and participating in those things often so that they become just a second nature as looking in the mirror and picking yourself apart or saying Valentine's day and thinking it's an overpriced commercialized waste of time where married people go out and pretend they're happy. (laughs) You know, we've all either thought that or heard that. Okay. I don't want to think that. So I'm not gonna. And you shouldn't either. There's enough actual problems in the world. Let's not crap on a day focused on love too, okay? So let's change our thoughts. We can't avoid the negative, but we can control our reaction to it. All right, guys, time to wrap up this episode. I hope you find a way to inject some love and joy into your Valentine's Day. If you were one of those people who were negative about it before, if you do, by the way, tag me in what you're doing for Valentine's Day. Or I hope I've helped you recognize an area in your life where you can take some control over its effect on you. Nothing, no one can affect your mood without your consent. Before I wrap this up, will you guys please take time to go rate 
and leave a comment on this podcast. Share it with your friends. When you take time to leave a rating, it tells Apple that they need to push this podcast out to more people. And so I so appreciate you helping me make a bigger impact. All right, raise your glasses for a cheers. What do you have today? Coffee, water, a shake, breakfast, wine, whatever it is. Let's cheers to this. Whatever you want, whoever you want to be, however you want to feel, you can create those pathways in your brain and pave over the old thought patterns that were no longer serving you. You can teach your mind to seek positivity. You can choose the quality of your thoughts. You can't always control what's happening, but you can control the way you respond to it. That power is within you. Harness that power and create the life you desire. Until next episode, friends. E.